0: Welcome to Long Story Short Podcast, the audio show that invites ordinary people to tell their stories about an extraordinary God who shows up in their hopes, dreams, disappointments, and victories. Turn over the pages of your own story and discover who the real hero is. You paid the
1: price for all the world me. You paid the price for all the world me. And for those who choose you now, shalom, shalom, shalom.
2: 2 Chronicles 7.14, if you've read your Bible or been around people that like to talk about revival, you've heard of this. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. You'll hear people being, showing a lot of dismay for the state of the world and the moral decay, and oh my goodness, now this, and sometimes even fear within the churches. Like, what is this world coming to? And believe me, I agree, there's a lot of crazy things going on.
0: Welcome back to longstoryshortpodcast.com. My name is Brent, and I'm here with my wife, Lisa. We just returned from a 10-day road trip, and one of the best souvenirs we brought home was a podcast story from Jewel, a college friend of Lisa's. If you follow our Facebook page, you'll know that we intentionally looked for God along the way.
3: My original connection with Jewel was just for a short time. She played a small but pivotal role in my personal faith story. I graduated from college and we parted ways, but recently we reconnected on Facebook. As Brent and I planned for this road trip, we learned that it would take us through Jewel City. She had posted a few travel suggestions and even offered to let us spend the night. That's when God began to impress upon me to invite her to pray over sharing a possible story on the podcast. I had no idea what that story might be, but God did, and he worked out a way for our schedules to match up. In the end, it was really a gift for us to meet with Jewel, even for just a few brief hours as we reconnected over dinner. It was the kind of connection where you feel sort of like there's purpose, even if you don't really understand everything about why.
0: Originally, we assumed we'd need to edit parts of Jewel's story due to its length. We prayed about that and wrestled with it. We even called a friend asking for advice and prayer. The next morning, our pastor's Sunday message clinched it. Unbeknownst to him, he even quoted some of the scripture Jewel refers to in the podcast. Over and over, we got confirmation to leave the message nearly as is. So settle in and listen to the first part of a two-part story.
2: Well, when people think about revival, um, they may have all different pictures that come to mind. It might be a series of church meetings uh, with a special speaker coming in, um, or even a tent revival. They might have this kind of picture, or it might be just some, they picture some exuberant, amazing, overflowing group of people being wild and crazy and so revival Um, my understanding as I've done some studying on it is that it may include church meetings and it may include um, an amazing show of God's glory but uh, most often when he comes and visits his people in his cleansing power it is not so much lights and action like an amusement park ride it's more of a somber work of his spirit in cleansing his people and causing them to reflect on how he is holy and we're not in comparison to him so spiritual awakening is like if a person was in an accident and they might be in shock or maybe even in a coma um, and so their body is there and they are breathing but you're not quite sure you went to look at them to see that is the kind of spiritual awakening where all of a sudden Christ's body recognizes without having realized before that we're kind of dead. Or if we're not dead, then maybe we're looking like we're dead. Maybe we're looking like the rest of the world. And God comes and resuscitates us and brings us back to that, that lively living relationship with Christ. In Second Chronicles seven fourteen, if you've read your Bible or been around people that like to talk about revival, you've heard of this. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. That, I believe, Is what God means to do in our country again you'll hear people being showing a lot of dismay for the state of the world and the moral decay and oh my goodness now this and sometimes even fear within the churches like what is this world coming to and believe me I agree there there's a lot of crazy things going on but ultimately um, we are asking god to come heal the land but when you look at that verse it begins with god's people and it starts in our hearts and he's asking us even even those of us that think we're following god well to stop and consider where is it that we ourselves have departed from following his holy ways and i'm not talking about perfection because none of us are perfect i'm talking about A willingness to let God invade the private places in our hearts where we don't want anybody to peer in. There was a time in our lives when we needed, we were fairly dry and we were needing a fresh touch from God. Uh, We had, we work with Campus Crusade for Christ um, at that time for um, a total of now of 20 years and now we've transferred to another ministry. But uh, we had returned from overseas in Russia, right after communism fell and perestroika, and had a phenomenal time of, of just sharing our faith, really, with large groups of people. We, in, we, we were invited in by the Minister of Education, and we had freedom in the public schools to talk about what it meant to know God. But we came back to, to deal with issues of infertility, and I felt spiritually dry. And so um, I decided to sign up for a seminary course. And on the particular day that I signed up, I was sick. And I said, God, I know I plan to do something for ministry, but ultimately I need a fresh touch from you. And so I changed my mind and took a spiritual formation class instead. And at that time, Dr. Bill Bright, early that month in December had had finished a 40-day period of fasting, total food fast, asking God to revive our country. Early that month, he had called 600 pastors together from all different denominations to pray and fast for three days, asking God for revival. And he challenged us on staff around the country to do the same. I was up in Minneapolis, married to my husband, Brian and so we decided to 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 give this experiment a try i had not used much of the discipline of fasting in my life and and i don't think we were the only ones and so we uh, did day one and then day two and then my husband said to me i'm hungry let's go get a philly sandwich and i said i'm mad at god I'm giving up food now for two days, and he's not said a thing to me. Yes, let's go get that sandwich. So that's kind of where we were spiritually at that particular time, and we got our our sandwich. But sometime after that, I felt God say to me, he did speak, and it was this, I have a message for you. Wow, he's talking to me, a message. So I just responded simply, uh, okay, you tell me what to say and give me a platform. I don't have a means to communicate it and I'll do that for you. Um, I decided to do my seminary paper on revival. Dr. Bill Bright, the founder of Campus Crusade had uh, written a book called The Coming Revival, America's Call to Fast, Pray and Seek God's Face. It had just come out, I hadn't even seen it yet, but I was asking the question, what is revival? What is it that he's trusting God for to come over really the whole world? So with our very new computer, we'd never had a computer before, I began writing it down and um, researching. I ended up camping on the Welsh revival from 1905 with Evan Roberts. He was a son professor and in the middle of his studies God began waking him at night and he would have these long visitations or conversations with God so much so that he felt impressed to leave seminary and he only had maybe a few months left before he finished and go back to his hometown and speak to his home congregation about revival about God waking his people And you know, the pastor in that church didn't um, know what this was about, Uh, just said, well, maybe at the weekly prayer meeting, but there are just a few people that come. So he gave uh, Evan Roberts a chance to speak to those few people. And it was basically this message of repent, confess your sins to God. And one young girl, I remember, stood up after that and said, all I can say is, I love Jesus. And really, from that small little meeting, it began to grow, and there were more people and crowds and more countries. And people were just getting right with God. It was a worship service with no one planning the worship and speakers without there being any assigned minister. And it spread worldwide. Well, as I was studying this, God was reviving my heart. And in fact, so much so that I forgot to make meals and the plants died in the house. And frankly, my husband was a little frustrated with me because I was getting a little wacko on this whole revival theme. But God was showing me the places in my heart where I'd hindered his work. And so... This was early in December, uh, excuse me, January and February. Well, we were doing recruiting for Campus Crusade at that time when we were assigned to go to Wheaton College and recruit there for our high school ministry. On the way there, um, I told Brian, I said, we're not supposed to talk about ministry, we're supposed to talk about revival. And he was sort of like frustrated again. Well, Crusade is paying for our trip. Can't we at least mention their name? Well, so we just left it at that and just, I just silently prayed. But we switched with cars with the other couple that were driving there with us and switched partners in the cars. And um, the, the man told Brian, by the way, we're not gonna be able to share tonight on Campus Crusade like we thought. There's a couple of students coming from Brownwood, Texas, and they're gonna share about revival. Wow, that became apparent to Brian then and when he told me later that maybe I was hearing something from God and maybe God was getting ready to do something. We got to their World Christian Fellowship service. It was a Sunday evening. There were about 480 students there in the Pierce Chapel. There was enthusiastic, powerful singing, but there was also a tension, both an anticipation, knowing that God, they wanted God to do a work, and yet not wanting God to do a work, because who wants something so out of control, something unpredictable, something so penetrating and deep? I remember hearing that we got there early and were able to, that elderly woman and I were able to pray around the chapel and, um, and then it was time to start. And I heard the guy whisper behind me, God's going to do it, God's going to do it. And I was filled with hope and prayer and faith and I was also filled with doubt. And I even thought, just because you think God's going to do it doesn't mean he's going to.
3: Now let me ask you, have you ever felt like God was leaving you hanging? You know, when you sense on the one hand that he's at work somehow in the situation, and yet it's still mysterious and feels unclear. Maybe you even wrestle a bit with faith. The deal is God never shows up with predictability. So often there are loose ends that require faith, prayer, humility. That's pretty much where Jewel is at the end of Part 1 of this story. Tune in for the next Long Story Short podcast to hear how things unfolded at Wheaton.
0: Don't miss Road Trip Revival Part 2. Next time on longstoryShortpodcast.com.
2: There are so many young people, especially, that are just jaded today. So much is accessible to them in their fingertips that keeps them from really loving God wholeheartedly. And I confess I get distracted too. There's so much available that makes me, do I choose to forget my first love?
0: Thanks again for listening online. All the podcasts are on the longstoryshortpodcast.com page. And thanks for listening offline on Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, and Google Play. These are apps for mobile and tablet devices. You'll find subscription links to those services on the longstoryshortpodcast.com in the right-hand index under subscribe. And thanks for liking, sharing, and favoriting and following on Facebook and Twitter. You'll find links to our Facebook and Twitter also on the longstoryshortpodcast.com page. We hope you'll tune in again and see you next time. Bye-bye.
1: i